You're listening to Policy Currents, a weekly podcast from the RAND Corporation. I'm Evan Banks. And I'm Pete Wilmoth. Every Friday, we bring you new insights from RAND's latest research and commentary. It's April 5th. An effective teacher is even more valuable than you might think. A new RAND study suggests that effective teachers can make a difference beyond their own classrooms, helping to boost outcomes for children they've never even met. How is this possible? It's because better educated students go on to have a positive effect on their peers. The study found that students whose peers had an effective teacher in fifth grade saw an increase in their own test scores the following year. It was almost as if they themselves had been taught by the effective teacher. In economics, this is called a spillover effect. By ignoring the spillover effect that better educated students can have on their peers, schools may be undervaluing effective teachers. In fact, the study says that if you don't account for this phenomenon, you're underestimating the value of teachers by at least 30%, and potentially by as much as 90%, depending on various assumptions. One more thing. According to Rand's Isaac Opper, the author of the study, there's a lesson for parents, too. Care a little bit less about the exact teacher your child gets, he says, and care more about the overall quality of the teachers in the school or the district. Yesterday marked 70 years since the North Atlantic Treaty Organization, or NATO, was created in the wake of World War II. The day before yesterday, NATO's Secretary General, Jens Stoltenberg, addressed a joint session of Congress about the enormous importance of the alliance. Europe and North America are not separated by the Atlantic Ocean. We are united by it. And just like the Atlantic, NATO unites our continents, our nations, and our people. It has done so for 70 years. And today... We must do everything in our power to maintain that unity for future generations. Because come what may, we are stronger and safer when we stand together. Madam Speaker, Mr. Vice President, it is good to have friends. Thank you. Rand's Christine Warmoth explored this mutually beneficial friendship in recent congressional testimony. Unfortunately, she says... The recent U.S. focus on fighting terrorism has caused many Americans to forget why the transatlantic relationship matters so much. It's really incumbent on all of us, whether it's national security professionals or members of Congress or leaders in the executive branch, to go out and talk to Americans about why NATO is still relevant today and to remind everyone that our relationship with Europe isn't sort of a a historical artifact. It's something that's absolutely critical to our security today and in the future. Warmoth goes on to explain what's on the horizon for NATO as national security thinkers in the U.S. shift their focus toward an era of competition among great powers. The central challenge for NATO, the United States, the member countries of NATO going forward is making sure that we're postured in Europe to effectively deter Russia from undertaking any aggression against a NATO state. We have to make sure that we have the force posture and the capabilities to back that up. And there's a lot of work to be done in that area. 
The last big challenge is the rise of China and managing it, that rise together with the Europeans in a way that it doesn't uh, undermine the international order that we've built with Europe that has done so much to make us all more prosperous and more stable. You can find Warmoth's full testimony and countless research reports on NATO at RAND.org. Women leave the U.S. Coast Guard at higher rates than men. This gap presents a real challenge as the Coast Guard strives to recruit and retain a diverse, high-performing workforce. RAND experts analyzed data and held focus groups to find out why women leave and to figure out what might encourage them to stay. The researchers found that challenges to retaining Coast Guard women coalesced around three broad areas. First, concerns about the work environment. These included negative experiences with leadership, gender bias and discrimination, and sexual harassment and assault. Second, Coast Guard women had several career-related concerns, citing issues with advancement as well as their assignments. They also mentioned better job opportunities in the civilian sector. Finally, there were factors related to the women's personal lives. For example, many Coast Guard women indicated that spouses were a key factor in their decisions about whether to stay or go. Another key issue was the impact that the job might have on their children. To help retain more women, the researchers recommend that the Coast Guard continue to pursue more inclusive policies, such as minimizing the effect that parental leave has on evaluations and promotion, improving child care options, and expanding opportunities for leadership training. For 30 years, the Hill District neighborhood in Pittsburgh did not have a full-service supermarket. It was the quintessential example of a food desert. That changed in 2013 when a grocery store finally opened. But things came full circle just a few weeks ago, when the supermarket closed. The proverbial oasis had dried up, and the neighborhood became a food desert once more. Rand researchers have been studying the Hill District this whole time, working to better understand how changes in a neighborhood can affect the health and well-being of the people who live there. The findings have often been surprising, For instance, although residents had clearly wanted a supermarket for a long time, most of them still traveled outside the neighborhood to shop, even after the store opened. So when a food desert finally gets a supermarket, the idea that if you build it, they will come, that doesn't hold up. But here's the thing. Rand experts found that people in the Hill District became happier with their neighborhood and improved their diets, even if they didn't shop at the store. That means that when the supermarket closed its doors a few weeks ago, folks in the neighborhood didn't just lose their ability to shop there. They also lost something less tangible, a symbol of hope, one that made a difference in their lives and their health. U.S. military interventions have been more or less successful at achieving their political objectives, reaching these goals about 63% of the time. But levels of success have declined as the U.S. has pursued objectives that are more and more ambitious. Those are the results from a new RAND analysis of 145 U.S. military interventions from 1898 through 2016. What factors promote political success? That varies by the nature of the goal and the intervention. The authors offer a series of recommendations. One lesson is that sending more troops doesn't always promote success. Another is that policymakers need to be realistic when it comes to goals that are highly ambitious. RAND is a nonprofit institution that helps improve policy and decision making through research and analysis. For more on what we covered this week, 
check the show notes at rand.org slash podcast. See you next week.